The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World Fascinating interviews and compelling conversations. Be present. The Diane Ray Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show today. I'm Diane Ray. We've got a very special broadcast going on today. I'm very excited here. We're doing a Facebook Live, and I haven't done a lot of those in the past. So this is like ah, crazy. I mean, we've got uh, people here in the studio and just very excited for World Radio Day. So I am broadcasting live from the tower at Unity Village, uh, Unity Village, Missouri. We have our own city here. I don't know if you knew that. So I'm so glad you could join me for the show today. And if you're joining me on social media, Facebook at Unity, Twitter at Unity Online, and that's Unity, O-N-L-I-N, definitely send us your comments and let us know that you're there. And also follow the hashtag UOR Buzz. So we wanted to do something special here to celebrate World Radio Day. And I don't know if you're even aware that there was a whole day specifically to honor radio, but this is something that is sponsored by UNESCO, the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization. And they've been doing this for the past eight years. So this is our eighth World Radio Day we're celebrating here. Now, this marks a time where people around the world celebrate radio and how it shapes our lives. And radio can inform, transform, and unite us. And this year, the theme is Dialogue, Tolerance, and Peace. And these are things that are important to all of us, especially all of us here at Unity. So I don't know if you're aware of the long history that Unity has with radio, starting back on July 16th, 1922, when Unity School of Christianity went on the air with its first radio talk on WOQ, one of the first commercial radio stations in the Midwest. By 1924, Unity leaders purchased radio station WOQ and moved the studio to its 917 trade. Tracy Street location in Kansas City, Missouri, and Unity would go on to own and manage the station throughout the next 10 years. So quite a long and rich history of radio. So fast forward to today. I mean, things have definitely changed. Unity now has UnityOnlineRadio.org, and we broadcast 26 hours of original live programming a week. We have replays 24-7. You can just log on and get inspired any time of the day or night and check in and see what's going on here at Unity. So we're going to have some different guests dropping in and and stopping into the show. And I wanted to start off with a very special guest who's going to share some of Unity's radio history with you and share his experience. So I want to welcome Reverend Bob Brock to the show. And Bob is a familiar voice on Unity Online Radio. He's the host of Unity Classic Radio, Words from Our Past, every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Central. And each week, Bob shares original radio transcripts from the Unity Archives, featuring the words of Unity founder Charles Fillmore, Ernest Wilson, and other legendary Unity teachers. And Bob, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for inviting me, Diane. It's great to be on uh, another show here. And I just called up my Facebook, so I can see you on my laptop and uh, as well. So Isn't that we great? Can do it. It's the magic of technology. So you're joining us from your home in California. That's right. Sacramento, California, with uh, some pretty good rain coming down off and on. So uh, 
We're here. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you could you could tune in. So I wanted to have you on specifically, Bob, because you're just such a wealth of information about unity and unity history. But I wanted to find out how long have you been doing your show on Unity Online Radio? Because I believe you were one of the first hosts. Is that right? That That's correct. And I can give you a little summary on how it started, too. Sure. I was uh, in ministerial school, and uh, it was in 2008, and... Um, Oh, I can't think of her name right now. Who was that <laughs> host? Um, gosh, I had it earlier. Anyway, Unity Online was uh, coming on online. And uh, I called her and said, hey, do you need somebody to read the Daily Word? And um, she said, no, uh, let me check. And she called back and said, no, Daily Word's got somebody to do that. So I was up in the archives. I used to do volunteer work in the archives. And one day they had a group of visiting religious science ministers up there. And Eric Page, the archivist and one of my classmates, says, Bob, uh, show him Charles Thelmer's office. That's on the second floor of the education building. So he might just let him look into the office. But I took the rope down and there's about 20 of them trooped in and they're looking around and uh, somebody in the back of the room looked at the, the brief, the Oh, the shelves. And there's books that says radio talks. And it's got all the years. And somebody says, um, are these the radio talks of Charles Fillmore? And boy, everybody flocked around that back wall. And I said, no, the radio talks of Charles Fillmore are out in that four drawer locked file cabinet in the archives. And a light bulb went off. I said, wow, what if I would read these talks of Charles Fillmore and maybe I could do it right from his office up here. So I talked with uh, um, Linda Bray, the librarian, and Eric Page, the archivist, and they agreed that would be a good idea. So uh, uh, Mindy Audlin, so I called Mindy and said, about this, and she said, send me a proposal. So I did. And uh, the archives had a, another phone line put in and a computer drop done in Charles' office. So in August of 2008, I start doing these talks uh, and lessons of Charles Fillmore right from his office. So that's a number of so, years that you've been doing it. Yeah, ten. It's about ten years, and that's I great. think, um, yeah, in the in the parallel file, there's about eight hundred and thirty six, I think, folders with these talks um, that were preserved. Cora Diedrich Fillmore preserved these, and when she died in fifty five, they all came over to the archives. So there's eight hundred and thirty six of these, and so I've done probably about four hundred and some, four hundred fifty. Uh, so we probably have another 10 years left if we can do this. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, th these are not a script. They're what somebody heard Charles say in uh, any time he spoke. And any time he spoke, somebody was there taking it down in note hand. They would type these up and preserve them. And they could also use them to kind of uh, as a basis for some articles in the various magazines. So, uh, but I have to go through and mark them up and read them because uh, it doesn't it doesn't read like a, a normal book text. You have to see how Charles would have spoke it. And, uh, well, it's pretty and amazing. Well, yeah. You can share that with us. Say again? It's pretty amazing you can share that information with us. And Well, I like to. And I also send out these PDFs. There's about 100, and, 100 plus people that I send out these PDFs to. And they're usually ministers, licensed teachers, whatever. And these are, are great talks. They, Charles Fillmore in these talks is a little bit easier to understand than in some of his books. So... And what anyway. do you love most about doing that? What do you love most about doing the radio show? You've been doing it for so long now. Do you still enjoy it? I love it, you know, because I'm reading Charles Fillmore every 
every week. And I read them twice because I have to sit down with my little marking pen, blue marking pen here, and mark it up so I would think how Charles would have read it. And so I am immersed in Charles Fillmore's theology, uh, beliefs, you know, and some of the, to the talks range from, I think 1913 is the earliest, and then 1942 is the latest. So some of these were in the radio era. So, you know, when we're coming up with the name for the show, um, I was looking around for some audio of Charles, and there's very little audio of Charles. But I did listen to some of his talks, and Charles had a kind of a gravelly voice. He talked like this. And I told, remember telling Eric Page, I said, I don't think I can talk like that for an hour. He said, well, he didn't always talk that way. So I, I reminded, and I said, you know, I'm reading the words of Charles Fillmore. Um, so when we came up with the show, we had Unity Classic Radio, but it wasn't the actual audio radio. So that's why we make the show Unity Classic Radio, colon, words from our past. And the rejoiner talks about you know, spoken from the printed word. So people know what they're getting when they're when they're coming in there. So Well you yep. mentioned Charles Gravelly voice and I have a yes. treat for you. So we managed to dig up some archival audio of Charles Fillmore, and I wanted to get yeah. your reaction on this. I don't know if you've heard this piece yet. And so I want to mention, too, Bob, I don't know if you can see, but we have this vintage 19, I believe, 1922 microphone. Can you see this in the studio? So I believe uh, this is a microphone that Charles might have used Yeah, well, it was, in one of his broadcasts. That microphone... That microphone used to be in Charles Fillmore's office, right by the. Uh, yeah, I see it now. It's yeah, pretty it's amazing. Right, it used to be right by the fireplace, and I had that. Uh, of course, we didn't have any uh, video, so uh, anyway. Well, we're going to hear but, yeah, a little I bit of uh, of Charles. So let me uh, let me cue the clip, and this is Charles. Um, let me just set it up real quick, uh, explaining what Unity believes. So this is Charles mm -hmm. Fillmore from back in the 1920s. Go ahead, Jeff. Hit it. Uh-huh. The following statement of faith has been formulated in answer to the question, what does unity teach? We believe in God, the one and only omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent spirit mind. We believe in Christ, the Son of God, in whom is image the ideal creation with perfect man on the throne of dominion. We believe in Christ Jesus, the Son of God, made manifest in Jesus of Nazareth, who overcame death, and who is now with us in his perfect body as the wayshower in regeneration for all men. We believe in the Holy Spirit, who baptizes the universe and man with the thoughts of God, and perpetually establishes the divine law in all manifestations. We believe in the supremacy and the eternity of the good as the one and only objective for man and of all things visible and invisible. We believe in the twelve disciples, the twelve powers of man, going forth into mind and body with power and authority to teach preach, heal, and wholly save man and the world from sin, sickness, and death. We believe in the atonement that Jesus reestablished between God and man, 
and that through Jesus we can regain our original estate as sons of God. We believe that the prayer of faith will save the sick, resurrect the body from trespasses and sins, and finally overcome the last enemy, death. We believe that the blood of Jesus represents eternal life, that the body of Jesus represents incorruptible substance. We believe that these are original elements in being, and that they can be appropriated by all who through faith and understanding attain the Christ standard of spirituality. We believe that the kingdom of heaven, or harmony, is within man, and that through man the law and order existing in divine mind are to be established on the earth. Wow, a voice from the past. A voice from the past, yeah. It was, that was probably in the late 20s, because um, people were bugging Mr. Fillmore about, hey, what does Unity believe? And in the Unity magazine, they actually published these things called Statements of Faith. And I think they ran from like 28, like 28 to 32, and there was like 30 some of these. And but then over the years, you know, towards the 30s, Mr. Fillmore says, wait a minute, if we put this out, people are going to say, all right, this is unity. This is what unity believes, and that's not unity. So he wanted unity to be able to be free and grow, so he stopped putting the statements of faith in the Unity magazine. So, And have you ever heard that piece of audio before? No, I heard something. Um, when I was trying to get a feel for how he spoke, I found a record I think Eric Page found, and I think it was a talk that he gave in if I'm remembering, like Omaha, Nebraska or something. But he was given some type of lecture because he was uh, he was out speaking, uh, and particularly after he married uh, Cora Fillmore. Cora got him out of the village, and they would do a Western States uh, speaking tour. And uh, But, yeah, I, I've heard his voice like that. And, you know, he has a fairly peculiar way of speaking. Um, and... Uh, a uh, homiletics teacher would probably go nuts with him because as he's speaking, he uses the words now, and then he would say something, and then he uses the word and to connect all these things together. So when I'm reading through this, I go, okay, here's another shift of thought, and I mark and and now, and and uh, he would he does a lot of like doublets. He'll repeat something, you know, like um, the Christ within, the Christ within, and and you know um, the one thing he talks about, you know, the Jesus Christ. Uh, being with us. Fillmore was a Jesus Christ man. Not one week goes by that he doesn't mention Jesus Christ. And another thing he liked about it was this regeneration. One of the things he talks about was, you know, the, re, the presence of Jesus right now. You know, Charles believed that he was going to live in his body. He called it the regeneration. He was going to regenerate his electrons and live in his body forever. Now, Myrtle Fillmore had a different view. She thought, we're here for a while. We go away, have some soul rest, and then we come back again. Um, and, and both of them kind of tied into the reincarnation uh, aspect, because uh, Charles believed the same spirit that was in him was also in Paul the Apostle and in Napoleon. 
Well, I love this piece. I I really was happy to be able to share this piece of audio. First of all, I think I I like that he sounds like very kind of theatrical, almost, uh, you know, very powerful speaker and and really believing in in what he's saying. And and don't you think that this particular piece of audio really uh, must have been radical at that time? Because even now, people seem to have or some people have a an issue with saying that God is within us, like they want that there to be that separation where Charles is clearly stating in this in this piece that we we believe God is within us, uh, giving us the ability to heal and and things like that. So I mean, I really wanted to share this so that people could understand what he really believed in and what unity yeah. was. Well, yeah, and that's one of our second principles of unity you know that first is that there is one presence one power of god the good and the second one is that spirit of divinity is within each and every one of us so yes we get to uh and you know that was right from the beginning um and i love that message i think that's so important and so relevant i mean do you think that uh fillmore's words are still very relevant today wouldn't you agree oh oh yeah i mean that's his most of his stuff that he said there is right in Unity um, theology, you know, unity does not have any rigid dogma, except for the five principles, which uh, Rosemary Fillmore Ray kind of put together in a pamphlet. But if you look at Charles' very first book called Christian Healing, the very last paragraph of the first chapter, those five principles are right in that last paragraph. You know, that there's one presence, one power, God, the good. There's an aspect of divinity within each one of us. We create our things by our thinking, and we can connect with prayer and meditation to this. And then lastly, it's not enough to know this. We've got to put it into action. So those are the five basic principles. And these principles really spread all around the world. And the next piece of of audio that I'm going to play for you, um, you know, over the years, Unity Broadcast have been heard in countries all around the world and have touched many lives. And I didn't know this, Bob, I'm sure you did, about Unity's presence in Nigeria, of all places. Yes, lots of churches uh, in Nigeria. I didn't know this, that Unity had a a presence since the early 1920s. So I found a, a little background. I went and I did a little research, and it was established by a man named Peter Nwanko Kalu Agbu. They called him Rock of Ages, and he began a healing ministry that he operated out of his home. And his ministry, named the Silent Unity Healing Church, drew people from all over, from far and wide, to experience God's healing power. And unity in Nigeria today has developed into one of the largest unity movements in the world, you know, through civil wars and all other challenges, unity has moved forward. So yesterday I was able to place a call to unity in Nigeria, and I spoke to Reverend Amos Kalu, and he had received the John, John Templeton Radio Grant, which is really hard to get. <laughs> I mean, like filling that thing yeah. out to try to get it. But he was able to get this back in 2000 and bring the unity message to more people over the airwaves. So I had a chance to talk with him. I had to tape him from Nigeria yesterday, which was was kind of a logistical challenge, but we did it. And so here's a Reverend Kalu just sharing a little bit about unity in that part of the world. Rising from the ashes of civil war, unity in Nigeria has developed into one of the largest unity movements in the world. The work of the original Rock of Ages moves on in the lives of many people who celebrate unity in Nigeria today. 
in the year 2000, the Association of Unity Churches, now Unity Worldwide Ministries, made it possible and granted me the John Templeton Radio Grant for Unity in Nigeria to have our first radio broadcast to propagate Unity messages on radio. I then typed that message, Unity Church Hour. This radio broadcast helped bring more members to Unity. Unity now competes with other predominant churches in Nigeria, though there is no competition in spirit. That's how it started. And what are the other predominant religions in Nigeria? There are many world great religions, namely Christianity, Confucianism, Judaism, Hinduism, Islam, Taoism, Sikhism, Judaism, Tanism, Zoroastrianism, Baha'i, and Shinto, extra and extra. The, predom- the predominant religions I know in Nigeria are Christianity and Islam. Unity being a link in the great educational movement inaugurated by Jesus Christ, we teach the truth as taught and demonstrated by Jesus Christ. That is Christianity, and it is more acceptable in the southern part of Nigeria, while in the north it is Islam. And how long have you been involved with unity? I was born in unity, though I attended this Presbyterian church because the unity school has no school by then. I am unity and have been in this way of life for over 65 years. Unity of God and man. Unity, the way of unity, abundance. Unity, the place I love to be always. This is our acronym in unity. And unity, basic prayers, silence and meditation. And what do you think is the most valuable teaching in unity? Among others, metaphysical teachings and the five basic principles of unity, that is, there is only one presence and one power active at the universe and as my life toward the good. Two, our essence is of God, therefore we are inherently good. This good essence called the Christ was fully expressed in Jesus. Three, we are co-creators with God, creating reality through thoughts held in mind. Four, through prayer and meditation, we align our heart-mind with God. Denials and affirmations are tools we use. And five, through thoughts, words, and actions, we live the truth we know. And what do you think is the future of unity in Nigeria? I don't think it. I know it. In Nigeria, is going to attract many people to herself. Yes, it is going to attract many people to herself because of the teachings and the prayers of our silent international at Unity Village, Missouri, as well as the prayers of Silent Unity Nigeria, which I started soon which I established in Nigeria on the 29th day of August, 1989. They are yielding results, and whosoever comes near will feel the presence of God. And do you think more young people will be attracted to unity? Yes. It is already being done. 
Young people are now in our church services. You can testify this by their comments in Facebook, Twitter, WhatsApp, etc. We are even advising these young children to face more of their students and books than the Facebook. And how many Unity churches or study groups are in Nigeria today? We have over 60 churches, centers, and study groups around the country, Nigeria. And more are still springing up because of the more young people in the church. This use signifies a growing church. In Nigeria, we are proud of these greater tomorrows that are living the truth as taught by unity. We are proud of unity, children. We are proud of unity. And unity being found in Nigeria, we are blessed to be a unity in Jesus Christ's name. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today, Reverend Amos. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Have a good day. <laughs> there he is, wow, Reverend Amos. Is <laughs> Isn't that great to just kind of uh, reach out and we're able to touch somebody all the way in Nigeria? And it was funny yeah. where I he wanted me to send him the questions before, so I tried to get him to be conversational in the beginning of the interview, but he wanted to stick to the script, <laughs> so he, he oh, answered yeah. every question and he read it. He very carefully wanted to have his, his message known, so I, I thought that was really cool to be able to to talk with him. Have you me- ever met any of peop- of the people from Unity in Nigeria? Oh, yeah. At the conference, there was a huge group of Unity folks. And I had heard this kind of urban legend and how it got over there. And the legend was that Charles Filmer would crank the WQ radio up and the radio would skip. And when I talked to these Nigeria folks, they said, oh, no, we sent some of our teachers here. They came back and spread the word. So it was just an urban legend that the WOQ thing skipped all the way over to Nigeria. So Isn't that amazing? Yeah. If I, you know, I just had picture trouble picturing, you know, 1920s, somebody huddled in Nigeria around a, train, right. a, a, a radio. <laughs> and that didn't make sense. So that's why I asked him, oh, no, they had somebody sent over here. Then he came back and spread the word. Yeah, and apparently he said there were many churches over there, and a lot of young people, I guess, are becoming more interested in the unity message there as well. That's great. If we could just do it here, it'd be even better. <laughs> well, we're trying, Bob. Audiences, yeah. yeah, we're trying. So it was, was really great to have him on, and you know, through the, the wonder of technology, we were able to connect with him. So I'm wondering, you know, just in the minute or so that we have left, uh, what kind of feedback are you getting from your listeners on, on the Unity teachings and what they're learning from the information that you share on the show? Well, they... They love it, and they love hearing these things, particularly the people who get the PDFs. Uh, they love it. use them in, in talks. So. That's so amazing. Bob, you're the best, and thank you so much for joining me on the show here today. We're going to continue our World Radio Day broadcast with some more special guests on the way. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. This programming is made possible through the generous donations of listeners like you. If you feel inspired by this programming, we invite you to contribute. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate to make your offering today. Thank you for your support.
Here's a Unity Teachable Moment with Rev. Wendy Craig Purcell, taken from a talk called The Plan Unfolds. One of the other aspects of helping to really identify a true new beginning is being willing to sit in deep questions and pay attention to your answers to those deep questions. Deep questions like, what does my soul really long to do and be? If I didn't have to worry about paying bills, what would I really want to do? I'm not suggesting that you drop the, the real responsibilities of adulthood, but you can drop that from your process of questioning. What does my heart and soul long for? And what do I need to do to begin to build my life, more of my life, to look like that? To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. If you've been on a spiritual path for a long time, what can you read that's new and exciting? Try Unity Magazine. It's designed for the seasoned spiritual student with in-depth articles and interviews about spiritual practices and philosophies. Our columnists share their own faith journeys and cover healing, science, and psychology with even a little scripture thrown in. You'll read some classic authors and some new ones. Get a free trial issue at unitymagazine.org. Did you know you can reach Unity's 24-7 prayer ministry online? You don't even have to give your name to know the prayers have begun for you or those you love. Someone has been praying around the clock at Silent Unity since 1890, and every request is taken into prayer for 30 days. Why not let us pray with you, too? To submit your prayer request to Silent Unity online, go to unity.org and click on prayer or call 816-969-2000. The world is full of people with amazing stories. I'm Diane Ray, and make plans to join me every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Central for my radio show, Be Present. Each week, I invite you to join in the conversation as I talk to guests about health and wellness, spirituality, metaphysics, philosophy, and a lot more. I want to share information that you can apply to your life today. Listen live or download the show later on demand. I hope you can tune in here on unityonlineradio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to Be Present, the Diane Ray Show. Welcome back, everybody, on this special World Radio Day broadcast. We are live, as I always am, because I'm old school. I still believe in live radio, (laughs) so I'm doing it. And Mm -hmm. I hope you're joining me and listening in, you know, maybe checking in on Facebook at Unity. Join us as we're broadcasting on our Facebook Live here. Also, you can send your comments to us on Twitter, like, reshare, retweet, all of that stuff at Unity Online. And the hashtag is UORBuzz. And I also want to give a, a shout out to Katie. Hey, Katie, we got Unity Magazine. Woohoo! Unity Magazine is just some amazing reading. This is the uh, January, February issue featuring Karen Armstrong. We have another issue uh, coming out with Denise Lynn on the cover. So, always some amazing content and interviews in Unity Magazine, so I urge you to get a subscription. Come on, what are you waiting for? 
So uh, one of the things that's been going on with Unity Online Radio, we've been bringing on some different hosts. And uh, one of the people that's been one of our newer hosts, who has a really popular show, and I'm really happy to welcome her onto my special Radio Day broadcast today, is Suzanne Giesman. And Suzanne came on board last year with her show, Messages of Hope. She's on every Thursday at 3 p.m. Central. And Suzanne has such an incredible story. She is a former Navy commander and commanding officer who served as aide to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff on 9-11. And Suzanne now serves her country as an author, an evidential medium, a speaker, and a visionary. And her show is one of the most popular on Unity's radio network. And I just love her, and I wanted her to come on and share some of her experience with us today. So welcome, Suzanne. Are you there? Oh, yes, Diane. I wouldn't miss this. Thanks for giving me another <laughs> chance to share with people. This is must must-hear radio. On World Radio Day. I love it. So I'm really happy that you could join us. And I just wanted you to share some of your experience with our listeners and just chat a little bit. So, I mean, when I approached you about doing the show, had you ever done a radio show before? I had not. And I remember the first few shows when it was over, I would just about collapse. I would go to my (laughs) husband and go, oh, my God, because it's stress, you know, trying to to be like the radio broadcasters I'd heard my whole life, you know, to, there's this, this vibe you have to have, and I'd never done it before. And now it's just no problem anymore. When the show is over, it's like, Hey, that was fun. You're a natural. I mean, you just picked it up right away. And I was yeah. amazed because I thought you had done a radio show before, but it's fun, isn't it? I it think is it's fun. fun. <laughs> and, and I have to give credit to my team of guides across the veil. They they carry the load for me. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you about that with your guides and the work that you do. How does radio or how has the radio show helped you uh, in your work as a spiritual teacher and evidential medium? Well, certainly it's helping me to reach more people and to get the word out that this life is not all there is. I have some very li- loyal friends and fans and followers and we're just getting more and more as people hear about the show so what a beautiful outlet to share the love it is it's so great that you're able to share the show people can listen live and and join you so i did mention the number 816-251-3555 you know if people happen to be surfing around online and and they find us and, and join us on the show i love having interaction with people and you're so natural with the people that call in on your show don't you love to have that interaction when callers I, call I in. Do. Yeah, I'm very blessed to have a lot of uh, people come on as guests for most of my shows. And we don't take callers because they have so much good information to share that it would interrupt the flow. But the first Thursday of every month is strictly a call in to ask questions of me. And then I ask my guides any questions I can answer. And it's always fascinating because we never know what kind of answers we're going to get. And tell the listeners who might not be familiar with you and your work and your guides. Um, well, you you have several guides, but one particular that you work with and you share her messages and her name is Sanaya, right? Yes, but Sanaya is a collective consciousness. So they actually are several guides. You can call them her or they or whatever, but oh, okay. it's whoever has the answer shows up with the right answer. It's a, The group changes from time to time, but they're... They're always present with me when I do this work, and I, if, again, if I don't know, my awareness higher, and we get some pretty amazing answers. Yeah, that's and your story I love is so incredible. Where, I mean, your background would be probably the the least likely person <laughs> to do this kind of work, and could could you tell us a little bit about 
that story if for if for people who aren't familiar because I want them to to check you out and check out your show. I mean, coming from a military background and then doing this spiritual work must have well, been uh, an adjustment to say the least, right? A huge adjustment, but I know it was a setup from the spirit world to have given me that background with no idea whatsoever I would one day be working as a medium and spiritual teacher. Because now people who really, really want and need to know that their loved ones who have passed are not truly gone, they listen to me and they hear my background and they, I still carry that military air a bit about me. I can put the commander front and center if you need it, <laughs> you know. Uh, they hear that and they say, well, if she can believe, then I can believe. And I think that's a real blessing for those who just need that little nudge to say, it's okay, you're not crazy. Right. And it really is a blessing, the information that you're able to share with people and to take away that fear, the fear of the unknown and what happens when we die and and when we cross over. And I've heard so many people that have called in, you know, to your show and also to other people that do this kind of work. And there really is a fear that they want to know, are my loved ones okay? Are they okay? And I... I always wonder, well, why wouldn't they be okay? But, I mean, you're able to give them that that peace of mind, and that's that's such a healing thing. Well, it's the evidence that, that changes hearts and minds. Uh, the um, My military background left me a bit skeptical of, of mediums and not knowing I would be one. My husband says, I didn't marry a medium. I married a naval officer. But... When I connect with somebody across the veil, I always ask them to give me verifiable information that I couldn't possibly know. So we'll get nice messages like we're fine on the other side, but it's backed up with showing us how they passed, what kind of work they did. Really great information and things you couldn't find online about them, like the fact that they might like to, they always had a toothpick hanging out of their mouth, you know, little details that only they would be able to pass along. It's it's magical. And that's what you mean when people say evidential medium is when you yeah. work when you work with someone you're able to give very accurate information like little eccentricities like you just described like a toothpick or you know that they liked a, a certain food or something like that that only the family would know. Exactly. And I'm not the show is, as you know, Diane, is not about doing readings on the air. I don't do that. I, if somebody from the spirit world drops in while I'm talking to a guest, then I bring it through. But uh, it's funny, another medium and I, I learned from her, she calls those drive-by readings when you just kind of <laughs> tune in really fast on the radio. And it, it to me, it doesn't give the respect to those on the other side that we can give when we, we have a nice private conversation with them. But still, I am able to share a lot of evidence and anecdotes on the air that, that – fuels us all with the awareness that this is real and love never dies. I love that message, and I'm so glad that you're able to share that with all of our listeners. And don't you believe that radio can be such a healing force? You know, even in this day and age with podcasts and, you know, we're bombarded with all different kinds of medium, I think there's something really personal about connecting with someone through radio. Let me tell you, Diane, as you said it's really awesome to do the show live, but a few times I've had to pre-record and because of my schedule. And I have a tangible difference, the, the awareness within me when my listeners are joining in with me live. I can feel the love that we all share. When we're pre-recording, there's just something missing. It's that, that live connection, that energy, that vibration that, hey, we're all joining in together. Isn't this wonderful? 
You probably feel that, I too. agree. I was going to say, I totally agree. I still love that, and I... I understand what you mean by the uh, the difference in the energy. You know, when you tape something, and I've and I've done that as well. And sometimes you pre-tape, and and that's great too. But there really is something special about being able to connect with someone live. And you know, I'm I'm connecting with you live right now. You know, you're on the East Coast. You know, I'm here right now in the Village in the Midwest, and and we're able to you know kind of reach out and and touch each other. And it's just it's a beautiful thing. So I'm really but, happy but that really it's. It's the energy of the listeners as well. I feel that. It's one big whole of all of us, the kindred spirits who love this kind of subject matter. And we just feel it. And so imagine what that's doing to our world when, thank goodness, Unity is putting out these wonderful programs, such a great variety. Yes, we've got a great variety of um, hosts that each week – uh, they're out there doing their shows, and you know you're one of them. And people have really responded to your show. People love it. And if that podcast isn't up after the show, I get emails. <laughs> they're like, "Where is know. it?" You know, <laughs> they want to make sure that they they get their their fix. So I really appreciate you doing this show every week, and I hope everybody checks it out. And you're on every Thursday at 3 p.m. Central. And people can also um, can they schedule uh, you know readings or to contact you through your website. They can contact me through the website, but unfortunately, because of the popularity of my books and workshops and now the radio show, the waiting list is a little bit out of control. But I have so many other ways on the website, SuzanneGeesman.com, to interact with people that it all works out okay in the end. But, Diane, thank you for the opportunity, you and everybody at Unity. I could not have asked for a better network that's more in alignment with my principles, beliefs, and with love. Well, we're so happy that you're here. And I'm glad you could jump on and join me. I've got a few other hosts that are going to pop on and, and say hi on our special World Radio Day broadcast. <laughs> I feel like World well, Radio Day you. and all the ships at sea, you know. <laughs> uh, we're, we're, having, we're having fun here in the studio. So thanks so much for joining me, Suzanne. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, Diane. You take care. You too. And I'm going to jump on real quick and just say hi to Reverend Galen McDowell. Wow, I got a surprise call. Galen, I'm so glad that you could join in and you're listening. Thanks for calling in. Hear me? Yeah, I sure can. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. How about yourself? Very good. Thanks for joining us on World Radio Day. This is great. Yeah, I just want to call in real fast. I'm actually at Walgreens right now trying to get a passport picture. <laughs> and I realized, I was like, oh, man, I was supposed to call in today. Oh, I'm so glad you did. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, just touch base and just thank you for the work that you're doing and you know and thank all of the hosts and the listeners who are helping you and your online radio get this message all around the world because I believe that we have a message that can transform the world and make it better for all people, not just some people. I just want to just just commend you, commend the other leaders at Unity Village for being a stand for the transformation of human consciousness. Well, thank you for doing your show every week, Truth Transforms. And how long have you been doing the show now? You've been on for a couple of years. No, I've been more than a couple. I actually started in April of 2012. Wow. So you're one of yeah. the you're one of the legacy hosts from the very beginning, and I'm, and I'm really yeah. glad you're coming along for the ride because we're continuing to grow. We're bringing more and more listeners to the Unity Online Radio Network, and just you being a part of it is is so great. So tell the listeners what time and what day your show is on, so people that are checking it out will will check out your show. 
Well, my show is live on Wednesdays from 10 a.m. until 11 a.m. Central Time, and I normally teach different different uh, books from ancient, you know, ancient, you know, old school New Thought books, you know, like Message and Truth and Prosperity and Christian Healing, or you know, uh, different things, metaphysical Bible interpretation, consciousness transformation, or I'm doing interviews with people while I'm not doing great work in the world. So if you want to be a part of a conversation that allows you to really plug into the purity of the New Thought message, what does it really stand for? How can it help you? How can you practically apply it in your life? Then I strongly suggest you check out Truth Transform because we're going to have a, we always have a great time really drilling down on the principles that are espoused by you and the New Thought Movement as a whole. Because, I, again, I do believe that it is the message for the 21st century. I think so, and I'm so glad you're out there and you're spreading the message, and you're just such a great dynamic speaker and teacher, and I'm so glad that you're a part of the network. And I hope you're not sick. Is that why you're at Walgreens? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I had to get a passport picture. Oh, okay. I speaking engagement outside of the country. When I take my passport, I realize it's a few months behind, so I had to pop up here to get a picture, and I'm going to drive and go get the application, fill the application so I can get my passport. So, yeah, so this is real life time. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you. I'm, I'm so glad that you remembered and jumped on the phone and called in. And thanks so much for joining us on World Radio Day. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless the, to all the listeners. I, I'm checking out now because I'm about to walk out back. <laughs> okay, thanks, Galen. That's so great. We got a surprise uh, call in from Galen McDowell, and I do hope that you join his show. So my last guest today is joining me from Puerto Rico. And it's funny, uh, Galen McDowell was on his way to get his passport. So I don't know if you're aware that Unity Online Radio offers a Spanish language radio show. We're very proud to offer this to bring the Unity message to all of our Spanish speaking listeners. And the show is, oh, Anna, you're going to laugh when I try to say this, Di Viaje con Rivana. <laughs> which my Spanish is so bad, I'm embarrassed. But I looked it no. up because I wasn't even sure what that meant, and it means travel with Reverend Anna. And this show is also broadcast through Univision in Puerto Rico. And each week, Reverend Anna Quintana shares her message and meditation with listeners. And Anna is also an associate minister at Unity of the Triangle in Raleigh. And today, she is joining us from Puerto Rico. And Anna, thank you so much for calling in and joining us. Thank you, Diane. I'm thrilled to be here with you. Uh, right now, I'm in Old San Juan. It's one of the most historic uh, cities in the Western Hemisphere, and I've been here sharing the day with some uh, uh, minister, senior minister, Reverend Newsom, and our pastoral care minister, Reverend Mimi, and some of our staff. I'm just having a great time, but I'm glad that I could just dial in and say hello. No, I'm so glad, too. So you're in Old San Juan. Are you on the pier or something? It sounds a little windy. Yes, um, it's windy. There's some pouring right now. It's a beautiful afternoon. And um, I just, I love my island. This is where I, I was born. I grew up here. And it's always a joy just to be reconnecting with my roots. So 
um, it's been wonderful. Well, it's such a beautiful city, and there's a traditional dish there that I had when I was in Puerto Rico, and I'm trying to remember what it is now. I can't think of the Probably name. Probably like mofongo? That's it, mofongo. Yeah. I had that there when I was in <laughs> Old San Juan, and I visited uh, the old fort and uh, just toured around the city, and it is so beautiful there. So, you know, we had met, um, you had come to San Diego for a convention, and yeah. you were telling me that you were broadcasting, or people had, had heard your broadcast during Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico that just totally battered, yes. uh, you know, yes, the, the area because, there. So tell yeah. me what that was like. I mean, with radio being able to reach out and touch people, you know, in times of crisis, and you were able to have your broadcast reach people even during that time. Yeah. So what happened was that um, my radio show had started in April of 2017. Uh, Monday nights at nine, and then uh, when the Hurricane Maria hit in on September, um, everything was out. No TV, no practically no radio. We got like a hundred stations here, but only two were um, functioning for like I would say the first week or so. And um, I just managed to get my my show there. I recorded a special show just to support people spiritually. And um, that really was um, extremely meaningful for me because being away from my family and friends and feeling a little helpless, that gave me an opportunity to just, you know, just stand on the truth of what we know and just bring people up by, you know, the principles that we teach and by doing meditation and prayer. Because part of what I do in my show in, in that special trip with Reverend Anna, we, we explore uh, like a principle of truth. And then towards the end of the show, I do a guided meditation in which we can really um, help people take whatever concept we've been working on and take it to a deep place within, you know, the soul level. So I still, when I visit the island and I'm either speaking at a unity church or even people that I casually meet that somehow know about my show, they always go back to that moment of, you know, just having some sort of like inspiring message, um, which we could, they could really hold on in difficult times. And how are things there in Puerto Rico now? How have things rebounded? Well, things seem pretty normal. Um, I would say that um, nature conditions, I mean, it, it looks, everything looks as has always been. Um, there's certain areas that you could still feel that there's renovation that has to happen. But overall, it seems pretty normal. There's a lot of mm, tourists visiting the island. And thank God that we are moving forward. Yes, that's yeah. so true. So what is the unity message? How is the unity message received there, I, I guess, is the question. Are there a lot of people that are interested in what unity is all yeah. about? Yeah. Well, um, first of all, um, some interesting. I, I visited a friend who's been uh, here in the island, been a unity person for I don't know how many years. But we were sort of like reviewing, um, just re remembering how the movement started here and it started in the 50s with like two intellectuals from the University of Puerto Rico who were like spiritual speakers and um, the move they they founded the very first 
unity center or, or church in, in all of Latin America, believe it or not, here in San Juan. And nowadays, um, we got 11 unity churches, so um, it just seems like a, a good fit for for the Puerto Rican people who are, are I would say, that our nature is very uh, open and spiritual and kind i would i mean with a lot of humility just tell you how i i truly believe that we're just kind hospitable warm people so um i think the puerto rican people are just the nicest i had the best time when i went there the food's amazing the people are amazing and i wasn't aware i mean 11 unity churches on the island that's that's quite a few yes yeah, so, um, you know, I always dream about doing maybe more unity work here, but the way um, things have evolved for me, I was, you know, re- I had to relocate to North Carolina. I'm really happy there, but through the air, uh, radio waves, I'm here with my people every single week on Monday nights. So I, I feel that I'm, I'm still very connected. Um, I uh, When I come and I it's like people are so grateful and and they are so like um, expanding consciousness through the unity message that you know I, I think the show is able to provide so it's it's really I am I feel really blessed that I have been able to have this opportunity to offer that in the radio show and and this week um, you know, I went in with uh, Reverend Newsom, and he had he had um, an opportunity to do a meditation there um, in English, and I simultaneously um, re- uh, translated, and it was really really amazing that you know that we we opened. It was a live show, so I was able to just open the. Uh, and, and just take calls. So it was a lot of gratitude for for what people are receiving. You know that it's just the unity principles are just amazing. <laughs> they are. They're very healing and they work. I, I think they and really they do. Work. Now, you didn't grow yeah. up in unity, did you? You, you weren't raised um, in, in unity. Right. I, I grew up Catholic. Um but when I was 13 or 14, um, my parents somehow had been reading some of the unity literature. And one day, instead of going to mass, they just brought, took us to this unity San Juan church. And we were, I remember walking into a unity church, seeing that someone, it felt weird not seeing any uh, cross there or like religious images, but somehow... What I heard there was meaningful and powerful. I would say, Diane, that I sort of like fell in love with the unity message even in my teenager years. So then I continued doing my Catholic, uh, you know, uh, life being in a high high school, Catholic high school. But I I was able to continue my, my spiritual development with both Catholic Church and unity until my last year in college where I just told myself, this is it for me. I'm grateful for my Catholic roots, but I I, I really uh, realized that unity was just the way for me. And 
That's interesting. I mean, I had a similar yeah. experience where I, I grew up Catholic as well, but my mother's side of the family were more uh, Christian science and, you know, my grandmother read Daily Word. And so I was familiar with it, but oh, I didn't wow. really know, you know, a lot of the great unity teachings until I started uh, working with unity last year. So now now I'm a lot more uh, <laughs> a lot more educated about it. But then um, when were you drawn to be a minister? That came later, though, right? Yes. Um, So, um, 1993, I'm already um, came back from college in Atlanta, and in like late 80s, and you know, continued coming to the Unity Church here in San Juan. And then one day, in a Wednesday night service, they mentioned about a group of Unity leaders who were um, going on a, a trip to Russia. And I signed up for that, and I spent two weeks with unity ministers, licensed unity teachers, and I um, I got an invitation from Reverend Norma Rosado, who's one of the big leaders here of the unity movement in the island, and they were starting a licensed unity teacher program, and I, and I just started then. And um, so I spent four years, graduated as a, a unity licensed teacher, and then... Um, the rest is Shortly history. Shortly after, I started working. At, <laughs> this is amazing. I started working at the English only English speaking church in the island, and with Reverend Julie uh, Johnson, and that that, and that was it. Well, I'm so I'm so happy that you're with us. We're we're running out of time, unfortunately, but I'm glad you could join us for the show. Check out Reverend Anna on Fridays, and also download her show. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.